Welcome to the Morning Inspiration Podcast with Pastor Walt. At Chosen City Church, we are chosen to overcome, to build, and to be like Jesus. We pray that this podcast will empower you to do the same on today. Lord, we love you, we praise you, and we thank you for this wonderful opportunity to be here on this Holy Tuesday. God, this is a week of reflection for us as we think about who you are and what you mean to us and what you were experiencing in this in this week. God, I pray that you will just give us a glimpse of, of what was going on uh, in this week of, uh, of your life. I pray that you'll give us a glimpse of what you were doing and why you were doing it in this week of your life to help us to be closer to you, to help us to understand you better, to help us to walk uh, better and to help us to be better witnesses to, to who you are. God, thank you for being with us in this space. Thank you for speaking with us in this space. When it's all said and done, we'll be careful to give your name all the glory, honor, and praise. It's in the powerful name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Again, good morning, family. Hope and pray everybody is uh, is doing well. Uh, again, uh, thank you guys for being patient as we had a, a minor little uh, technical uh, it, uh, issue, but I think we are um, we are in the game um, right now. So um, we want to go ahead and uh, jump in. Today is Holy Tuesday. Um, this, this is the uh, third day of uh, Holy Week. We started off Holy Week talking about uh, the Lord's triumphant um, entry um, into um, Jerusalem, um, right, and, and what that meant. Then yesterday, um, we, we saw uh, the first thing that he, he did as he was um, uh, setting some things in uh, order. And so now, uh, after he has uh, set some things in order um, in worship in the, in the temple and then dealt with some uh, other issues uh, that were going on with the fig tree um, not being uh, fruitful as a reminder to us of our mandate to be fruitful. Now we get to the scene in which now his authority is being uh, questioned. His authority um, is being questioned by um, the uh, religious uh, leaders of, of the day. And let's look at today, Matthew 21, uh, verse uh, 23 um, through uh, 27, and then we will uh, go a little bit uh, further. Matthew 21, verse 23 to, to, through 27. When Jesus returned to the temple and began teaching, the leading priests and elders came to him. They demanded, by what authority are you doing all these things? Who gave you the right? I'll tell you about what authority I do these things. If you answer one question, Jesus replied, uh, did did John did did John um, did John's authority to baptize come from heaven or was it merely human? They talked it over among themselves. If we say it was from heaven, he will ask us why we didn't believe John. But if we say it was merely human, we'll be mobbed because the people believe John was a prophet. So they finally replied, "We don't know." And Jesus responded, then I won't tell you by what authority I do these things. And on this holy uh, Tuesday, I would just like to use as a thought, uh, don't miss the message. Don't miss uh, the message. So now, as Jesus is talking to these uh, individuals, it's obviously they have been uh, missing um, the message. Many times, uh, Jesus um, has been in his ministry had been speaking to individuals and they would miss uh, the message. They would uh, miss uh, the parables. They would miss uh, the, the the miracle. They would miss the, the movement. They would miss um, 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 the, the, the prophecies that were being uh, filled. To date, uh, there are uh, wonderful uh, Jewish people, but yet they don't 
um, believed that uh, Jesus was the uh, Messiah, and and that's because they they missed the message, they they missed the uh, movement, they missed the fulfillment of of certain uh, prophecies by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And one of the things that I want to remind you of on today is that the Lord is still sending messages to uh, us as individuals, and He's sending individual in messages to us uh, collectively. Remember, it was just a few weeks ago when we were talking about that we as individuals have to understand the signs of the times. We have to know what's going on. We have to know what's good. And unfortunately, too many times, y'all, we miss the message, right? God has been trying to tell us something and we miss it. Let's just be honest about it before we jump into the text. Is there anybody beside Pastor Walt uh, that can acknowledge that even as it comes to people that we've connected with, whether it was for business or pleasure, uh, we we missed the message that there was a connection uh, that we that we probably should not have made. Okay, on the other side, there are some of y'all because y'all was had it going on, and the other individual, you know, maybe not what was on your level. Even look, <laughs> you might have missed the message because the Joker didn't have he had a one pack instead of a six pack. But you, <laughs> but that very well could have been what you need. Either way it goes, uh, sometimes we 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 miss we 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 miss the message and what God is saying. Uh, to the Pharisees and Sadducees is that at the end of the journey, at the end of uh, three years of ministry, I'm going to tell it to you real plain, right? I'm going to be straight with you because you have been missing uh, the message. And so what Jesus does is that he goes straight to it uh, and by the form of a parable. And he talks to us in Matthew the 12. There's two parables we'll look at as he's talking to these Pharisees and Sadducees who missed the marriage message. Of note, I guess I shouldn't skip by this, Pharisees, Sadducees, religious leaders, but um, up until this moment, um, it is understood that they didn't always work uh, very well uh, together. As a matter of fact, they had different ideologies as it relates to religious, both of them very religious in their own right. But the way that they conducted business was almost like <laughs> Democrats and Republicans or something. And, you know, they can never agree on anything, but they despised Jesus so much that in this season that they came together uh, to come against our God. Listen, that's some power. When other people come together to come against you, you know you must be doing something because you're a threat. In this particular case, Jesus was a threat uh, to the devil's kingdom. He was a threat um, to, uh, to, to the religious traditions that had them bound because he was trying, he was called to do a, a new thing. And I want to encourage anybody, when the Lord calls you to do something new, new, when the Lord calls you to do something unique, um, uh, you sometimes become a, a threat. And sometimes when you find yourself as a threat, when you find yourself uh, the subject of conversations at the water cooler, the subject of uh, conversations in the uh, in the break room, uh, don't be dismayed. Don't miss the message and say that you should change anything about who you are and what you are doing. But sometimes the message is simply this, is that when you are out front, you will always be the target. Listen, that's the reason some people are, don't want to walk in their calling because you have already discovered the moment you get out front, you're going to be the target. You discover you can't please everybody. You discover you can't chase everybody. Listen, the most freeing thing is when you get to the place in your life where you're going to be who God has called you to be. And those that love you, you praise God for them. Those that respect you, you praise God for them. And those that can't get with you, you know what? Hey, may God bless you. May heaven smile upon you. But I'm going to be who God has called me to be. And I'm going to do who God called me to do. I'm going to love you. I'm going to be, I'm going to do it the right way. I'm going to 
respect you. I'm going to try my best to turn the other cheek. But what I can't do is I can't chase you. Somebody say, I can't chase you. <laughs> Listen, I can't, I can't make you, I can't make you like me. I, I'm, I'm really not going to, I can't chase you. I can't. And so that's what Jesus has done. And he's gotten to the point and said, Listen, y'all, I've been doing this three years. I can't chase you no more. You know what? I got about a week left. So I'm going to cut across the field and just give it to you straight, right? So let's see how Jesus gives it to him straight right here. Here we are in the um, in, in, in the text. He says, I'll tell you what, y'all ask him what the authority I do these things and who I am. Let me talk to you in some parables so you can understand. Here was the first one. He said, but what do y'all think about this, Pharisees and Sadducees? A man with two sons told the older boy, son, go out and work in the vineyard today. The son answered, no, I won't go. But later he changed his mind and went anyway. Then the father told the son, you go. And he said, yes, sir, I will. But he didn't go. Which one of the two obeyed his father? I'm going to ask y'all that question. One son, one son said he wasn't going to do it. And then he, he got up and he reflected about it and said, okay, I'm going I'm to do it. And he went out and did it. The other son said, sure, dad, I'm going to do it. I got you. I'm on it, dad. Do it right now. As soon as the game, soon as the game go off, but he never did it. So the question for, for us today is which son obeyed, right? Uh, some of you are answering that it, it, it had to be uh, the first son. A absolutely. And Jesus said that you're right. And Jesus said, let me tell you, let me, let me help you to understand the message. He said, I tell you the truth, corrupt tax collectors and prostitutes will get into the kingdom of God before you do. For John the Baptist came and showed you the right way to live. John was first, but you but you didn't believe him while tax collectors and prostitutes did. And even when you saw this happening, you refused to believe him and repent of your sins. Jesus got to the point now and said, listen, you were shown, you were shown what right looked like, right? You were given this opportunity first. You, you were supposed to be the teachers, right? You were supposed to be, you were supposed to be the leaders of the law. You were supposed to understand um, this stuff. You should have been like John the Baptist. You've been reading the Bible. You've been walking around here fasting and praying. You've been walking around here being holy. You've been walking around here uh, robbing folk at the temple. You've been doing all this stuff all this time, you know, being extra holy. You got your title. And now when a move of God uh, uh, comes, you miss it, y'all. I don't want to be in the church crowd that when God shows up that we miss the move. Is that, <laughs> I don't want to be in the crowd of church people that when God decides to do something unique, I'm so stuck in doing it in a certain way that I miss the move. Jesus said, if anybody should have caught it, y'all should have caught it. But the people uh, who didn't even claim to be the religious, uh, claim to be religious, they understood who I, they understand who I am more than um than, than, than you do, right? How How is this possible? And I think it's the heart issue. I think that really uh, sometimes we have to have a heart and these Pharisees didn't have a heart. So no matter how much of the Torah they had memorized, no much of how much of the Jewish laws they understood, their hearts wasn't right. And you can't receive God if your heart is not in the right condition. And so now they're getting frustrated with uh, Jesus, but Jesus doesn't stop there. He said, oh, wait, there's another one I got to tell, which he goes to another uh, prophecy, I mean, parable. Watch this parable, y'all. He says this. Now listen to another story story. A certain landowner planted a vineyard, built a wall around it, dug a pit for pressing out grape juice, and built a lookout tower. You know, okay, now for, for those, we're one of the, this is one of those opportunities for us real quick to, to, to embrace 
uh, culture. We are, we talk about reading and understanding the Bible. You got to embrace the culture uh, because we don't live like this, so we don't. It doesn't have the same impact. But culturally speaking, this type of uh, leasehold, if you will, this type of tenancy, this type of arrangement was pretty common, where somebody would have some farming uh, land and and then they would lease it out to someone else, right? And they let somebody else say, "Listen, you know, you can you can." It's it's kind of the closest thing that we can think of. It'll probably be similar to sharecropping, share right? That some of our our uh, uh, grand, uh, great great grandfather, especially in the deep south, you know, may have been a part of sharecropping, right? So it wasn't your land, but you got to live the land, you got to work the land, and uh, all you had to do is give the owner uh, his cut, and you kept your cut. Everybody got it. We walking together. So now, watch this. He says this. So the he, he built the wall around. He dug a pit for pressing out grape juice, and built a lookout tower. Then he leased the vineyard to the tenant farmers and moved to another country. At the time of the grape harvest, he sent his servants to collect his share of crop. All the owner wanted was his uh, was his cut, right? You can live the land, you can work the land, just give me what's mine, right? God is saying, I'm blessing some of you. I just want what's mine in the spirit. I want your time. I want your talent. I want your treasures. Just, I'll give you so much. Just give me uh, that was which I asked for, right? But the farmer grabbed his servant. Watch this. So when the when the when the, when the owner uh, sends his servants to go get his share, the farmer who didn't own the land, who really didn't own the crop, watch what he do, y'all. He grabbed the servant, beat one, killed the other, and stoned um the third one. So the landowner said, "You know what? All right, I'm gonna send a larger group of servants to collect." Uh, but guess what? They, the same thing happened. The farmer who didn't own the land, who didn't own the crop, he beat up the group that the owner of the land sent. And all the owner was trying to do was uh, getting his cuts. Finally, the owner said, you know what? I'm going to send my son, right? I'm going to send my very own son, right? Because I know they are respect my son. One thing they ain't going to do is disrespect my son. Maybe they didn't believe the other people that I sent before, but certainly, certainly they won't disrespect my son, right? So the farmer sends his son, watch this. But when the tenant farmer saw his son coming, they said to one another, here comes the heir to this estate. So they knew uh, that this was his son. Come on, let's kill him and get the estate for ourselves. My, my, my. So they grabbed him, dragged him out of the vineyard, and murdered him. When the owner of the vineyard returned, Jesus asked, what do you think he will do to the farmers? The religious leaders replied, well, he will put the wicked man to a horrible death and lease the vineyard to others who will give him his share of the crop after the harvest. Then Jesus asked them, didn't you ever read in the scriptures that the stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone? This is the Lord's doing, and it is wonderful to see. I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a nation that will produce the proper fruit. Anyone who stumbles over that stone will be broken to pieces and it will crush anyone it falls on. When the, when the leading priests and Pharisees heard this parable, they realized he was telling the story against them. They were wicked farm. They were the wicked farmers. They wanted to arrest him, but they are afraid of the crowds who consider Jesus to be a prophet. I think I want to unpack a few points here to remind us, to help us not to miss the message. Wow, what was Jesus saying in this parable? Some of y'all caught it, put in the comments already. What was Jesus saying on this Holy Tuesday in this 
parable. Well, you, when you're looking at a parable and you're trying to understand, one of the awesome things you like to do is take all the characters and break them down. If we were writing it down on paper, we would write down the fact that we have the 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 farmer. The farmer in this in this parable represents God. Obviously, we represent we represent the fact that the farmer gave uh, and in, uh, some land and some and some and some crops to a people that represented um, the, the the children of Israel at the time. Remember God's promise to Abraham to first come and bless the Jews first before ever blessing um, the, the Gentiles. But then it was time for the farmer um, to return, right? And what he did was in this parable, he sent messengers. Y'all know who those messengers were, don't you? They were the prophets of old. They were individuals like Jeremiah. They were individuals like Isaiah. They were individuals like Elijah and Elisha. They were uh, individuals like uh, Zechariah. They were individuals uh, like Nahum. They were individuals that God sent, like um, uh, Malachi. They were individuals uh, like Zephaniah that God sent uh, to be able to 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 warn the people uh, that a Messiah was coming, to be able to let the people know that they needed to turn from their wicked ways, to be able to let the people know that the Lord God was coming back. And then he even sent John the Baptist. He sent John uh, as a forerunner to tell the people uh, that the Lord was coming. You know John's story. He was a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody who could save anybody. But instead of them receiving um, the message of these prophets, many times these prophets would be rejected. In the case of John the Baptist, he would be uh, beheaded and, and, and all of these things. And God said, you know what? They rejected all of my major prophets. They rejected all of my minor prophets. They rejected John the Baptist. I got a good idea. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to come and send my own and only son because there's no way that they can reject my only son. On this Holy Tuesday, we're reminded that Jesus confronts them because in the parable, guess what? There's one thing that I saw here that I overlooked before. When they saw the son coming, the parable suggests that they were not confused. They knew exactly who the son was, yet they still chose to reject him. Did you hear what it said? That they knew who the son was, but they chose to reject him. And the reason for their rejection is because they wanted the authority and the power uh, that belonged to the son. So they rejected him. The Pharisees and the Sadducees, they saw these miracle signs and wonders. They saw our Lord raise people from the dead. They saw him speak things that nobody else could speak. They saw him prophesy things that came to pass. They saw him born um, in the place where the Messiah would be born. They saw him do all of the things that it was projected that the Messiah would do. Some mathematicians said it would be statistically impossible for any human being to accomplish the, and fulfill the number of prophecies that Jesus fulfilled. But in spite of all of that, they chose to miss the message. I want to ask you a question. Is sometimes do you miss the message not because you didn't hear the message, not because you didn't understand the message? Did you miss the message because you have an ulterior motive? Hello, mic check one, two. Is this thing on? I hear some static. Is it sometimes in our life? It's not that we don't hear the instructions of the Lord. It's not that God didn't speak clearly, but we have a predetermined made up mind that we're going to do what we want to do in this particular situation. And we're going to do it how we want to do it. And anything else, we're not going to receive it. I want to remind you that was the problem with the Pharisees and Sadducees. They had a made up mind about how religion was supposed to go. They had a made up mind on how religion was supposed to be. And they had a made up mind that they wanted people to look at them as the Messiah. The Pharisees and Sadducees had this Messiah complex about them own selves. 
and they didn't want a barefoot carpenter from Napa, a barefoot carpenter from Nazareth. They didn't want a refugee that had to flee to Egypt. They didn't want this individual that didn't have clout or status. They didn't want this individual who sat with crooked individuals. They didn't want this individual who who hung out with prostitutes. They didn't want this individual who hung out with the thugs. They didn't want this individual who hung out with the bullies on the fisherman pier. They didn't want this individual who was humble, lowly, meek, and mild. They didn't want this individual to be the Messiah. They didn't want this individual to be the one that would lead them to their destiny. And because they didn't want, want it, they rejected the message. And the, the message of Holy Week is to ask yourself the question, what areas in my life am I just absolutely rejecting what God is calling me to do? Listen, clearly, I'm talking to some individuals. Most of you probably are saved and have a relationship with the Lord. If you're a certain person that does not have a relationship with the Lord, love to talk to you about making a confession of faith in Jesus Christ. But I'm going to assume here that most of you have a relationship with the Lord. So I'm not talking about your salvation, but I am talking about your elevation. The difference between you getting from, from your now to your next is to hear and receive the message that God has been trying to give you as it relates to that one area in your life. Y'all, we all got that one area, don't we? Every last one of us got that one area, right? You you killing the game over here, sis. You you doing the doggone thing over here, bro. You you making it happen over here, cuz you doing it big, but there's this one area. We call that one area. Maybe it's that stronghold. We talked about strongholds a little bit in Bible study. Is that is that one area? Is that one area where 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 you for for various reasons you're a great person. You're 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 a child of the Most High. But on this Holy Tuesday, reflect. Is there one area in your life where you just refuse to make that shift? Is there one area in your life where you just have justified doing it the way that you want to do it and there is no other way? That's what I'm reflecting on. Lord, on this holy week, I don't want to be like the Pharisees and Sadducees. I ain't got no time to talk about them. They gone. They made it to their final destination. But I can learn from them and say, man, you know, all the stuff that they did, that was that one area in their life, they just could not let Jesus be Lord. Is there an area in your life where you are not letting Jesus be Lord? Is there an area in your life where you're not just fully surrendering to him? Or is that the area in your life where you say, I'm still going to do it the way I want to do it? I don't care what Pastor Walton and his green shirt and his beard uh, have to say. <laughs> I'm going to do what I want to do, dagnabbit, because I'm grown enough to do it. That's cool. Uh, but all I'm trying to say, seriously, on this Holy Tuesday is to reflect and ask, uh, is there an area in your life that you just there that, that you're just going to do it your way and you justify it based on the hurts that you, the reason I am this way because I was hurt. So it's a protective mode. The reason I am this way is because I tried and it didn't work out. The reason that I am this way is because I, I find safety here. The reason I'm I'm this way is because I'm 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 comfort I'm comforted here. Last week when we were talking about strongholds in Bible study, I said, you know, one the biggest thing, biggest challenge with stronghold is at the end of the day, a stronghold is is a fixed position uh that was once a place of safety, but now has become a place of comfort. And sometimes people with strongholds is not that they don't don't come out of them is that they don't want to, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, I'm calling somebody out today. You can come out of it. You just don't want to. 
Mm-hmm. I ain't playing with it today. Lord God Almighty said, you can come out of whatever it is that you're in. You just don't want to, right? But today be free. Today make up in your mind, to make up in your spirit, make up in your heart that you will do something. God will do a new thing in you this day. This is a whole, this is a high holy week. <laughs> what a time for God to move in your life. What, what a time God said, just have the heart's desire to make a shift in that area of your life. That's my prayer for me, y'all. I'm talking to me just as much as I'm talking to you. God, I want to have a shift in that area of my life. I want to be delivered in this area. I want to be set free in this area. I want you to do something new in this area in my life. And I trust you to be able to do it. It's prayer time, family. Listen, I thank you today that you uh, were with us. I want to remind you, don't miss the message. God is speaking in this season. Open your heart, open your mind, and be obedient to whatever the Lord is saying. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we love you today. We thank you today. We praise you today. God, on this Holy Tuesday, you showed us some individuals that missed everything that you had been trying to say. And our goal here today is not to point fingers at them, but to look at ourselves and say, God, we're probably in some areas similar. Well, you've been trying to tell us, but we've been missing it. Forgive us, God. Open our eyes, open our hearts and our minds. And God, when you show it to us, when you reveal it to us, give us the strength, Father God, to do it. God, I already know that you, you said you've given us the strength. So give us the mental fortitude, God, to do it. Give us the um, remove excuses, God. God, give help us to break free of whatever mentally or the enemy has deceived us with to think that we can't shift and change to go to the next level. God, this is about elevation in this season because you want to use us in a greater way. You want to use us in a mightier way, but it's going to require us to hear from you and then be obeyed, obedient to what you say. God, we love you on the day and we thank you on the day. As we commemorate this holy week, we just continue to pray that you guide us. We continue to pray that you speak to us. God, we love you. We praise you. It's in the powerful name of Jesus we pray that the people of God say amen, amen, amen. Amen, family. Listen, y'all. God bless you all. Love you. Mean it. God bless and go in peace. Have a great rest of the day. Thank you for tuning in to the Morning Inspiration with Pastor Wald podcast. This and other podcasts as well as our live Sunday morning service, can be found on all of our streaming platforms and are also available on the new Chosen City Church app, which is available on both the Apple Store and Google Play. We would love to see you in person on Sunday morning at either our 8 a.m. or 1015 services. We are located at 13925 Irwin Road in Charlotte, North Carolina. We hope to see you soon and have a blessed day.